A few seconds later, Denny Quinn entered the flea market from the street, carrying two black vinyl rubbish bags, both of them bulging. He was skinny as a rail and pasty-faced, with a spattering of scarlet acne spots across his forehead. Since his last police photograph was taken, his gingery hair had been shaved up the sides to give him a cockatoo crest, and he was sporting gold stud earrings in both of his ears, as well as several gold chains and a heavy gold identity bracelet. He was wearing a red cork GAA t-shirt, sagging grey tracksuit bottoms, and white Nike tackies. Enter the schwa, said Detective Barry. At last, said Detective O'Connell. Billy Duffy might have told us what time he was coming. He must have known, like. All of these people here do. Egypt. Oh, come on. Billy Duffy can't think and speak simultaneous. You know that. Without hesitation, Denny weaved his way between the pillars to the back of the market, where there was a vacant alcove with a plywood table and chair. He dropped his black bags on the floor, pushed them under the table with his foot, and then sat down, wiping his nose with the back of his hand. Almost at once, the six or seven browsing customers began to gravitate towards him. They were all different types, a middle-aged woman with jet-black dyed hair and a tight green satin top, a thirtyish man with a brown beard wearing a grey Marks and Spencer's business suit, an older man with fraying white hair and thick-rimmed glasses and a purple nose, a girl who couldn't have been much more than school age with long brunette hair, black eye makeup and tight black leggings. There was also a woman still wearing her blue Dunstores overall and a thick-set man with a paint-spotted denim jacket and no front teeth who looked like a Polish builder. The middle-aged woman said something to Denny, and then took out her purse and handed him fifty euro in folded notes. He leaned back to stuff the money into his tracksuit pocket before he reached into one of the black bags and lifted out two yellow bricks of two hundred cigarettes. As he passed the cartons across the table, Detective O'Connell had her iPhone held up high in front of her, frowning and prodding at it as if she were texting, although she was actually recording the transaction on video. The girl with the black eye makeup paid Denny twenty-five euro, one crumpled ten-euro note, and the rest an assorted loose change. He gave her one yellow carton, which she pushed into a duffel bag and hurried out of the flea market with it slung over her shoulder. Detective Barry leaned close to Detective O'Connell. One more sale should do it, he said, speaking very quietly and looking in the opposite direction as he did so, so that Denny wouldn't guess he was talking about him. He might be able to tell the court that one sale was a favour. He might even be able to explain away two, but three. That's a pattern. Detective O'Connell said nothing, but continued to video the young man, as the thirty-ish man with the brown beard gave him what looked like at least two hundred euro in twenty-euro notes. I'm sure I wrecked that fella, said Detective Barry. I think he works for that estate agents on Marlborough Street. What are they called? Callahan screws or something like that. He looks like an estate agent any road. The young man took out four yellow cartons and set them on the table. Detective O'Connell started to stand up, but Detective Barry said, Stall it a second, Ashleen. Wait till your man actually lays his hand on one. The thirtyish man with the brown beard pulled a folded Tesco shopping bag out of his coat pocket and opened it up. 
As soon as he picked up the first yellow carton, Detective Barry said, Right, that's it, let's go. But real easy, like. Into his RT microphone, he said, We're hauling him in now, okay? The two of them stood up and ambled slowly towards the alcove at the back of the flea market, pretending as they went that they were having a conversation. Denny took no notice of them at all as they approached. He had half turned away from them to serve the elderly man with the wild white hair and thick-rimmed glasses. Detective Barry reached under his jacket at the back and felt for the handcuffs that were fastened to his belt. Okay, then, just as we rehearsed it, he told Detective O'Connell, nodding his head and smiling as if he were talking about a joke that somebody had told him last night. I'll grab him and put the cuffs on him, and you can caution him while we're heading for the door. We need to get him out of here quick so that nobody decks what's happened until we're off and away.